and welcome to the Turtle Tracks Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Van Hooker, and I'm here with Elliot Darrow, who was the production manager on the original 1987 Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles cartoon. Uh, how you doing today, Elliot? Doing pretty well. It's raining out here in sunny California, and it's a little chilly, but uh, hey, you know, <laughs> chilly out here is not too bad. Thanks so much for doing this. I was talking to Larry Houston yesterday, and uh, he brought up your name, and I was, I'm was i very excited to talk to you. Thank you. Yeah, I worked with Larry before. Yeah. He's a good guy. Yeah, yeah. I got a chance to interview him last year for X-Men, and then we managed to make this uh, Turtles work, too. So, um, Now, can you, uh, I guess for the audience, explain what uh, a production manager does or did uh, for, for in those days, for the Turtles? Yeah, well, I can write your book on it, I guess. But the <laughs> idea is, <laughs> really, no, I came in there. Um, they had done the first five, actually, the, the, the uh, miniseries that really okay. kind of took it up. And um, my buddy got in, Walt uh, Chubiat, he got in as producer. Okay, after that, those first five, because they really had kind of a light, um, a light uh, crew there. And he brought me in, and I knew at that point, I knew a lot of videotape, I knew the house post and, and stuff worked and all that kind of stuff. And I had done stuff with Walt before, okay, and um. I, well, I, first thing I get thrown into, I mean, right into the fire. Boom. Uh, they say, I need to come down to uh, Paramount Studios. At Paramount, they had uh, done some post-production on, these, on, on the first five. The first five turned out audio-wise, like, they just, like, totally screwed it up. They, the way they laid it out, okay, is not even close to being correct because you have to have, Dial, it's a DME track, which a DME means like dialogue, music, and effect. And okay, this was back then. And they were, they were like put together, but you couldn't break them up. So if you were taking it to, let's say, France, and they wanted to blow out the, um, they wanted to blow out the uh, dialogue and put in French. And that's what they would do. They would put, they would substitute the, you know, language uh, into French and into French or uh, into uh, whatever the hell it was. You see my language, but um, <laughs> no, it's just, uh, that's, I mean, immediately I get this, you know, and then I'm going, okay, um, these guys, uh, anyhow, what I did is I took everything. Uh, one lady, uh, I'll just say one thing. Uh, one one little quick a bit of business here. This uh, this gal called me from uh, I don't know some syndicator in in Europe, and she said we need these sent out tonight. And I said, well, you know, they, they can't be sent out tonight. Maybe I can get them sent out if I did nothing to them. She goes, well, can you do that? And she was like telling me, look, I'm sending them to like Africa or somewhere somewhere in Africa. She goes, can you do something to that? And I go. Yeah, they are they are messed up. These, these you know, these are. I you you're, you're not going to be able to do anything, like uh, change uh, dialogue. Okay, here, right? And um, what I did was, uh, it it wasn't great, but it was like we just kind of dialed down as far we could. I don't know. I I don't know exactly how that all worked, but it was like okay, I'm sending it out. I know you have like a, a sale, you need this stuff and let's just see what happens. But it was it was not fantastic. So that's how I started there, right? What? Now getting back to your question, post production supervisor or, or the production manager, um, what I do is I'm basically running the show. Uh, another another title for that is line producer. I mean you're the guy that runs the show. You make sure everything gets done on time. What we did at, at Fred Wolf Films when I came in there, and I had done this before with Walt Chubiak, um, Walt would make the schedule, and I would just make sure that we made the schedule okay, on everything. But uh, the way we worked everything, we were the, well, 
in that show, early on especially, we were the only studio in town that actually made money up front on the uh, production. Because what we did was we um, freelanced a lot of stuff out. People were not working in-house. And literally, this is uh, in Hollywood on Cameron Street, two little houses, Fred Wolf Place. And it's like, uh, it, was, it, it, it was pretty cool, actually. And, and it just, and Fred's going crazy because, you know, this is a chance for him to really, really make it, you know, make a score. This is, this is huge, right, for him. So he's on me like, like nuts. But I'm, he knows, I do know this stuff that he doesn't know, which is good. That was one, uh, if, if you want to call it leverage, um, this, po- this whole post stuff, okay? And it turned out down the road, working out very well. But it took me about two years to really gain his confidence, okay? And, then, so, and I know I'm kind of going a lot of different places there, but Back to the uh, the production manager, you just, you work, I, and I would work it front to back. I work it from the premise of, uh, the, the premise of uh, the, uh, what do you call it, of the episode, okay, all the way to delivering it. Oh, wow. So I would follow the thing all the way through. But I knew, uh, and I, I had done documentary films before myself, my, my own stuff. And worked on other people's and worked on other stuff. And I worked my uncle, who's an Academy Award winning writer and this and that. And I worked on these like little B pictures that he was doing like later in his career. And, and it, it's like, okay, no, I, you know, I understand production. I understand how this works, except um, that there, there were certain things. There's certain things that we were doing with these freelance guys and like storyboard guys, like guys like Larry Houston. Larry Houston didn't have to come in. Some guys came into the studio to pick up the work or whatever. But we would, uh, we, this I, back in that day, we would FedEx stuff, like FedEx the script, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, let's say Larry Houston's going to do the uh, storyboard, or he's going to do one act. We would only do, we would do three, you know, you have like three acts in, in these 22-minute uh, shows. And um, <laughs> these guys, um, some were here, some were local, some would come in just because they want to kind of show their face around the, the, the studio and whatnot, okay? And um, it became interesting where we had to go a little further and then we get to Canada and we had some guys up there and that stuff became, uh, you know, eh, a, a few, they were all pretty good because they knew if they were about a week late, they're done. I mean, I'm not going to use them anymore. Sure. Okay? But we used, no, we had a, uh, uh, I'm, I'm getting, uh, again, a uh, little off the track, but going into the storyboard section, um, no, we had some very, very good uh, storyboard guys. And I believe that in animation, I mean, that's, to me, that's where it all happens. It really, if you look at it, unless you had a great director and you, not, there's not a lot of great directors out there. And usually they would be more writers, but um, you, uh, the storyboard guy, and it's and now it's oh god, now especially it's crazy. And I, I have I have buddy over in that in uh, not China but in uh, Korea. No, like the last act of uh, his show is over a thousand pages. This is silly, a thousand pages because they want so much. What what it does today is, is a completely different ball game. It's like it's like they want the the uh, they better pay these guys, and I'm very serious about it. They, I hope they're paying these guys good money because they're like basically laying out the whole show. There are no more layouts. It's, it's like it's all done on the storyboard. So back to the other thing. I don't know if you want to ask another question, but don't back to the production manager. I would see the show from front to back, all the way through. Let me ask you, one thing I'm curious about is, um, was there a writer's room or was it just David Wise and a bunch of freelancers? I'm so curious about that. Yeah, yeah. No, there was never a writer's room and it wasn't David Wise all the time. It was uh, David Wise and who did a great job. And, he, and on those first five, I was thinking about that yesterday. He really did make that happen. And um, David Wise, 
um, and Jack Mendelson. And between the two of them, that's the only, those are the only, um, <laughs> those are the only uh, story editors that we use. Yeah, it's great. Like you see the same, the same couple of names on, I would say, seventy-five percent of the episodes, and then the rest were kind of a bunch of different people. Wait, I'm sorry. Could 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 you repeat that? What was that? I was I was saying uh, you see Wise's name and and Mendelssohn as well, but you see those names on most of the episodes, the vast majority of them, and then a handful of freelance. Like everything else was a handful was a bunch of different names. Well, yeah, right, and yeah, and that's, uh, right, this freelance guy. And guys, that you knew them around the business, around that animation, you know, business. That's what they were, they were animation writers. And they were, you know, they were, you knew they were solid, you knew they were going to turn it in on time and that kind of stuff. And, uh, okay, you know, it was all, um, yeah, but to answer your question, no, there was no writer's room, no. It was all like, here it is, here's the show, go. Go with it. Let's go. And so, you know, we usually have three or four uh, drafts, and that's it. Done. Let's go. Let's get into production. And we would even sometimes take a second, let's say, a second draft, and and then throw it out to a um, a storyboard guy, because we knew the changes weren't going to be that much. Sure. If it looked, you know, pretty well tight, it's just like you know, silly changes, you know. And when we first had that show, nobody messed with us, so. What, what I'm getting at is what we said went. So, like, if it looked good, it's not going to change. Where later on in the in the run of that show with us, uh, with CBS, we had all these, like, silly little, you know, uh, changes. And it's like, come on, man. If we have this thing in production now and you're making a change, you know, because we would get rolling, you know. And, uh, okay. And I'm saying we would get rolling on the second draft because we knew. They can't change too much, and they're not going to change a whole section or anything like that. It's going to be a line here, a line there, you know, something like that. Not a big what kind deal. of notes would you get on that show? From CBS? Yeah, I'm curious. Um, that's interesting. I, it's stupid. I mean, they were all like, you know, um, have uh, we had we they well they brought in this black character and like. He comes up in a he comes up in this motorcycle and have him like you know pick his helmet up you know okay you know that kind of stuff I mean really kind of silly stuff okay tell you what you want to see his face I get it okay that kind of, I mean very simple little things but you get like ten of those and you go well we have to do them okay well now we have to actually re-edit that stuff and you know eh, not re-edit it but um, Reanimated, you know, which cost us money. But uh, okay, actually, most of the time it didn't. It wasn't that much. I don't remember anything like super crazy because they didn't want to mess with that. And that show was, you know, still a big hit. It was still a big hit on CBS, and um, no, and just didn't like uh, these like notes to justify your job kind of thing. That that's what I love. Who generate like so? Uh, would the writers come to you with story ideas? How are the story ideas generated? Uh, that's a good question. And um, the story ideas were generated to the um, the story editors, whoever was editing at that time. And I guess they got pitches from their writers, you know, their guys. Okay, and. Uh, they didn't. They didn't come to us. I mean, I, I ended up writing one one time, uh, which was uh, everybody and everybody jumped on that one. It was like, oh, oh my god! It's called Michael Angelo's birthday. I think it was number twenty eight or something like that of uh, whatever, whatever. I, that second, that twenty eight of the, the second season we did, and um. Uh, other than that, no, it was very rare. Um, we we get we get the no, we would get the uh, uh, the pitches from the story. Okay. Now, um, what was your 
did you have to coordinate at all with the toy company? No, no. We had to do nothing with the toy company. Maybe okay. Fred Wolf would, would, yeah, would talk to them. And no, there was nothing like that at all. No, they, uh, they were lucky that we were, we were, you know, you could say, and, and I, I, been with that because my my history in, in animation was like that like uh you're you're a commercial you're a big commercial for a toy right sure well we were bigger than that we were actually bigger than that okay and you can see it now where the you know the thing still continues and i mean continues like in feature films and whatnot right oh yeah but but um yeah have you heard that there are two films out there they're doing right now yeah, they're 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 cranking out. They're, a new trailer just dropped the other day for um for uh, the latest one that's coming out this uh, this this late this summer. So, did you did you was it live action or animation? I was I was uh, talking to my son about this. I was not sure. I, I figure one would be animated and then one would be live action if there are two. I only know of the one, and I know that's the animation. There might be something else in the works, but I know the one is animation. Okay, so it's animated. Interesting, because have you heard like uh, Seth Rogen is uh, is putting one together? Yeah, he's, that's he's the writing. one that they just uh, they just uh, um, put the trailer out for, and it looks like influenced by uh, your series. Oh well, that's good. I'm glad. I am glad. So you probably grew up with that, you know? Yeah, I I, I grew up with that show, so it's uh, especially fond of. Uh, the, and did, did you work with the um, the voice actors at all? Yes, I did. Yeah. What was that? That yeah, like? was good. At, that was a hell of a lot of fun, and it was, I, I was good because I, I I just had a lot of friends that were actors and whatnot growing up, and um, I had done documentary voiceover. Not me myself. I mean, I did film, but I would work with a uh, a buddy of mine, hell of a hell of a voice actor. And even before that, I had a, when I was 21, I had a um, advertising agency and we ended up doing um, basic uh, radio commercials. That's we, that's kind of was our specialty. That's where we got work. So yes, I was good at that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, no, I really enjoyed uh, Rob Paulson who did uh, Raphael. Oh yeah. He and I, before we, and maybe playing around, you know, before we do a, a rehearsal, we do still a one read through. And then he starts screwing around with like voices. And I said, Hey, you know what? That voice you're doing right now. Uh, and he'd do like this Tony Curtis voice or whatever it was. I just remember that it popped into my head. And I go, Make that the uh, villain. And the villain had like kind of five lines or something like that. But I, but I kind of put him on the spot. All of a sudden, it's now. Yeah, when this villain comes up, do that Tony Curtis voice and do that. Yeah. No, I enjoyed that, and I, I was very um, at home doing that as well. And we worked with Sue Blue, who was great. I, I love Sue Blue. Yeah, I mean, she's sort of a legendary uh, voice director, of course. So yeah, I've had uh, I've had all those actors on this show. They're all really nice people. It seems like it was a seems like it was a comfortable set. Absolutely, yeah. There was no, yeah. That that was easy. That that part was simple. Yeah, um, those guys all had fun, and everybody, you know, no problem. The, the, the when it wasn't comfortable it was like dealing with Fred Wolf and all that kind of stuff. That was tough. That was tough. What was your initial and, impression of the premise, or at least just the title of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? A lot of people back then are like, you know, it's this crazy name. What was your thoughts about it at first? Well, at first, my, I was living uh, at the beach up north, and uh, my son was about four or five years old, and he saw it on television. And he, he was, like, going, like, you know, hey, Bob, and whatever. And, you know, he said, this is, you know, this, this is pretty good, or well, however he said it. And I'm looking at it, and I'm going, oh, okay, whatever, it's a cartoon, you know. I, doing other stuff. I was writing, you know, some stuff up there. And... um. It was like, nah, and then the next thing I know, it's like on the next day, and then this is the run of the of the miniseries, the miniseries, right? Yep. And um, it was like, yeah, very, 
it like it didn't really strike me as anything until I got involved with it. like oh I remember my kid watching this and let's do it and then all of a sudden everything exploded I mean it exploded big time I mean I can tell you like uh, where everybody knew this thing was um, huge like in Hollywood we could go just down the street well down and that wasn't a big deal to get a table there or something but we were like big guys all of a sudden like. What was it like for you when when Turtle Mania kind of exploded? Because seasons season one was five episodes, then two was thirteen, but then like three and four were like forty some episodes. What was it like for you during those seasons? Yeah, we did, yeah we, well, yeah, we did forty seven. After the thirteen, I did thirteen, then we did the forty seven, and um, it, no, then everything exploded big time. You know, then it started happening when the thirteen came out, and now we're doing the forty seven. Um, you couldn't get the toys. Kids, because I know this, uh, because I had young children right, at, at the time. And um, so what would happen when you mentioned the toy company, Playmates would come in about once a month, and they'd come in where, the, like, the, the, uh, the, the toy, uh, like, uh, what do you call it, like Toys R Us and all that, you know, toy stores, they would sell out. They'd sell out in two days of, the, of those toys, right? Well, we had these toys and we could all pick about five toys or something you know and or more maybe a little more you know and i get a little like maybe 10 toys and i was like the hero on my block with the kids you know like i'd give my kids yeah no no i'm serious that was bigger than the show the toys right yeah and uh yeah and uh and uh it brings me back wow that's that's a while ago but um like if you had, you know, and they knew, and then like I, yeah, I became like a superstar because I could get them really could get the toys because I worked on the Ninja Turtles, but I could really, I the bottom line was I could get the toys. <laughs> sure, Those yeah. Toys are, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that yeah, that kind of shows you where it it all it always you know, but uh, no, I've seen all kinds of like uh, interesting things, but. I know now, that, again, the show, and if you really, well, now I'm going to say this for later, just uh, remind me to tell you what I think that the show is really about. It's important. I don't want to, like, blow it right now. All right, I'll, I'll leave that for the end. That's fine. What the show's really about, sure. Um, you know, one thing, I'm, I'm curious, uh, you know, I, it's sort of been my impression that, that David Wise kind of was a big stamp of the humor on the show. What was he like to work with? And what, like, because he passed away a couple of years ago. I, ne- I, didn't, I never got a chance to talk to him. I saw that. I got into a fight with him, uh, not a physical fight, uh, like on Facebook. Uh, I didn't, personally didn't like him. Personally, I, I thought he was kind of uh, arrogant. I thought he, he thought he was like a big shot. And I grew up with guys that won Academy Awards. So to me, I, it's hard to impress me. Mm, you know okay. what I'm Sure. I think he did a very good job on the this, on this show. I think he pretty much made, you know, that show, okay? He made it happen. Um, but I, I just didn't like the guy. And I, I and then when I get this, uh, we both had a mutual friend, and we're talking on um, uh, Facebook, and then he comes in, and I almost wanted to go over and, like, slap him around a little bit. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> and to him, uh, I or, I'm sorry that he passed away. I remember he he had some pictures. There used to be some stuff, and, and I was wondering, did he just like blow up or something? But I guess you're saying he did pass away, huh? Yeah, he passed away. I would say a good two years ago, give or take, maybe. So, I'm sorry. I am sorry about that. Oh yeah, he was good. Yeah, no, he was. He, he was a talented writer. Now I'll give him that. I will give him that. Um, I'm also curious about when the show kind of, uh, moved along and like during season seven, eight or seven, eight, nine or eight, nine, 10, maybe it's eight, nine, 10, the art style changed. I'm curious if you can explain why that happened. I, I changed that. I was, I, that was my idea. Actually. Okay. I wanted to make, that was me. I came to me and a guy, uh, George Goodchild and, um, uh, uh, George Goodchild was 
the, I believe, the art director at that time. And anyhow, uh, I said, let's make it dark. Let's make this thing more like go back. Let's go back to the um, uh, comic book kind of look as far as we can go because we had to convince uh, Fred Wolf. Anyway, and like that opening, if you see that, that, that oh, I, I did all that opening. I actually did that. I created it. And, um, and there were some things. Actually, CBS had some uh, notes on that one, like, uh, oh, don't have the mouth flapping. It's like, yeah, I don't think people, you know, you want to make a note about that? You know, please, whatever. I was just taking uh, stuff that we already had, right, and, and putting it together. But it was, it was uh, yeah, I, that the music with the death bells, all that stuff, that comes through me. Oh, very cool. Yeah, that the uh, I, no, I, wanted, I just wanted to change it. Yeah, let's go. Let's see what happens. Yeah, the show had kind of like uh, you know, you managed to get 10 seasons out of it. I can't, I, I can't imagine you could have done that doing the same thing for the entire 10 years. So, right, right. And you got, you know, the original, and if you look a little bit of change throughout the years, like originally, if you really look at the if you look at the faces, they're very round, okay. And uh, Fred Wolf did that, and but it was a smart move on his part because he got he knew this would, you know, not too many people. Uh, Fred Wolf and then Wolf Murakami Wolf Swenson, that company, mm-hmm. they did over thirty, not thirty, they did over three thousand animated spots, and it, it, these are commercials. But I, it's not that they did the whole spot; they might do like five seconds of animation, or you know. Eight seconds. You, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. But thirty or three thousand. I mean, it's a lot. And Fred was a hell of an animator, and so and he he understood this. But that that was good to start it. But then yeah, you it can only go so far, and then it kind of gets like uh, old and kids are going into something else. You're going into video games. You're going into where they're going. You know, like whatever the new show is. You know, right? So that's what I want. Yeah, I wanted to. Change, let's change it, make it darker, make it, you know, uh, make it. And then they kept, now, at that point, they, you know, they had these movies coming out, and they're cheap. You can make those, I, I know how much those movies cost. It's not a lot of money, and you put guys in these suits, and it's like the ADR, the, the, the dialogue, and then, oh, boy, it's like, this is a, a gold mine. And that's what I'm saying. And it just, for whatever reason, which I'll tell you at the end, um, and it, it, it will last. It, it's going to be like a Batman it, in a different way, in its own way. Okay, that has its own niche, you know. Um, let's see. What did I want to ask you here? Oh, you know. Uh, so, um, when the later seasons kind of had shorter episodes, was it clear that the show was um? like winding down a bit like do you like remember what it was like when the show started to kind of have a less of a yeah. your following yeah I, well yeah i think we still had a fairly good following and uh, more than oh, a yeah. fairly good following but yeah no i could tell yeah what yeah once cbs basically got involved with it it uh, again we lost our control right but also we had run our course pretty much and it's got you know, like, what do we do? You know, we have this kid come in with the motorcycle. Oh, we have this. Well, what, what do we do? A good one was Casey Jones. When they, and I don't know who came up. Honestly, that's it. I mean, you kind of got me to an interesting question. Like, um, who came up with Casey Jones? Was Casey Jones in the, like, original, um, uh, uh, what do you call it, uh, comic book? He was in the original comic books, yeah. Okay, so that answers my question then. Yeah. Okay, so that makes sense. So they brought him in. So I'm going to David Wise, or I don't think Mendelssohn would have thought that up, but yeah, David Wise, you know, did he think that up? I mean, that's what was in my head. So if he was in the original comic book, okay. But no, I like that. That was a good angle. And then I I actually, I I created that voice uh, when we're doing that, when you're talking about the recording session. Um, We're sitting there. 
It's like, well, what's the book? We never talked about it. We never had a meeting or anything. We we rarely had meetings at Fred Wolf's, which is great. Cause, well, no, I should say that. I, I should not say that cause we did have meetings, and I hated those damn. Uh, this is later on. Hated those damn meetings. I had to run the meetings, and I'm giving all this information, like what everything is. You know, shows are going out, shows are coming back. We got this, we have that. And I'm giving it basically to Fred Wolf. Everybody else really doesn't need to know, you know? I could, I could have just done this to him, you know, in his office. But it, we have like 20 people in a room and all that. Uh, I did not like that. I eventually passed it on to a guy that was like my assistant. And I, I gave him all the information and then he, he did that. But, okay, well, no, it was, it was important. What was, what was I saying just right before that? There, there was something I, I, that led me to that. Mm, you we were had, saying we, when CBS took over. What, what I mean, what season was it that CBS took over? Was that is that what you were talking about? No, no, no. This was uh, toward. Oh boy. Uh, oh yeah, we did the CBS and like uh, with the notes and you know, okay, we got this, and they were fine. I mean, I I would show them uh, the uh, rough cut. You know, as far as hey, well, it was not really the rough cut. It was dust, it was the final cut. I would show them, you know, uh, BSNT, like uh, broad, uh, what is it, uh, uh, broadcast uh, standards and practices, right? Like you couldn't, uh, the Ninja Turtles couldn't, you know, or any, no, no uh, animated character can jump through a, like a glass thing. Yeah. Uh, they call it, they used to call it, uh, and it oh, damn it. And, uh, anyhow. It's something that a kid could copy, okay? You cannot show that. I see. So, but we, we already knew that. We all, you know, there really wasn't much that they could do. So, again, uh, I told you earlier, you know, they're just trying to justify their jobs. There was this one very nice lady, and I'm getting back to where I would have to show once a week, and I would do it. I would, I would show her on the movie Ola. Here's the show, Okay. And she, and she uh, just a sweet, you know, gal, and um, not a problem. No notes, because we would talk and this and that, and she ended up passing away herself, and uh, she had a liver problem or something like that. But, uh, you know, it, it, I don't know. But, but there, was, there is something, God, there was something I was going to, and I, I, hope, I hope I can get it back in my head. It's important about... The, I don't know. I don't know right now. You have to ask me another question. It'll, I'm it'll sorry. <laughs> no, okay. uh, when, did, when did CBS take over the series? Oh, go ahead. No, I was going to ask, where are you calling from? Or where is this? Uh, where, where are you? I'm in, uh, I'm in like upstate New York, like an hour north of the city. Oh, I know it. I mean, I, I do know it. Uh, like that. Around like off the Hudson? Yeah, I'm in the Hudson Valley area. Yeah, yeah, that's where I yeah. that, that's where I'm from. So good for you, because that's where that uh, <clears throat> you know all that stuff was supposed to take place in New York City. All the uh, Ninja Turtle stuff. Do you have? Were there <laughs> any particular episodes that stand out to you? Um, like uh, anything that that still sticks with you so many years later? Uh, let's see. Uh, other than the, the one I wrote, which uh, which turned out it wasn't that good, but um, <laughs> uh, I'm trying. Not really. really. It, it, it just got butchered. Yeah, it did too much. Everybody, yeah, like I said, everybody jumped on that one. You know, like okay, well, Kelly is going to write it, and uh, we can we can add our stuff, our our own people. You know, and uh, but uh, does anyone really stick out to me? Not now. It, 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 the whole thing does. There's a lot of there's a lot of lines, and there's a lot of lines that I wrote in there. Like I would write uh, sections sometimes. There'd be like like Walt, the producer. See, Walt does not get uh, enough credit on this. This is the guy that really put this um, together, and I mean, he put it together in a way where like this is how we made money. This is how we do the production. And uh, we do it in this way that, um, yeah, you know, a lot of freelance, but, it, you know, and then I'm in charge of all that stuff. 
But uh, yeah, Walt, interesting guy. Which I was thinking about that. I, I don't. If you want, I will send you his number, or I will not send you his number because I don't. He's not one. He he had moved. He he even told me he said it's over. I said, Elliot, not this. It, it was we did some stuff after the Ninja Turtles, but he goes, it's over now. You know, uh, these guys coming up doing this, standing. You know, uh, it's just different directing is done, you know, the way we knew how to direct stuff, frame by frame by frame, you know, like that kind of thing. And uh, he's in Hawaii doing very well, like selling property and all that kind of stuff. But uh, that guy is, uh, if he wants, what I will do, I have your number, so I can, that's what I was going to do. I'll give him your number and I'll say, look, um, you want to talk to this guy? Because he, he, interesting, he's one step up from me, although he was only there five years. And then he, he went on to start his own company, and which he had before. He had his own company before, and now he, you know, went back to it. But he doesn't get as much uh, props, let's say, as um, he should. Because yeah, no, I would love to talk to him. That sounds great. Like, I, 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 like I said, I, I watched... You know, I, I grew up on that show, and I, I, I'm sharing it with my daughter now, and I, I absolutely love, I, I still love that show. So I, I would love to talk to her. I talk to him. That sounds great. Yeah. Well, if you see those credits, I dealt every one of those credits except the, the first ones. Um, again, those first five, I think I just left them the way they were. I don't think I, there was no need to change them, and, you know, and they're really just waste of money. But other than that, every every other one that we did, I, I built all the credit. It was all part of post production, you know that one. When did you find out that the show was had been uh, ended, had been canceled, or or whatever? Like, uh, was it after season nine, or well, I'm curious when it happened, or ten? Well, I don't know. Yeah, well, what, yeah, we had a lunch, and I said, you don't have to carry me. You know, and I think Fred actually wanted to carry me on at the studio, but I got an op- opportunity uh, through Universal to produce a uh, a cartoon show. Uh, it called. Uh, it looked me up on uh, whatever Facebook or IMDb or whatever. Uh, Sitting ducks, right? Yeah. And it was it's my sister. Yeah. So, but you know, uh, and Walt worked on that as well. I, I well, I got him. My sister didn't want him in that. <laughs> she always thought Walt made too much money, which is funny. But um, Walt, no, 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 good, good guy to have on your squad. Let me tell you. Um, but um, anyhow, I uh, that last that last season when we did seven, I guess that was it. We knew that was it. So it's okay. seven shows, CBS, yeah. And then it was going, and then we had fulfilled also. I, yeah, and you know what? I, this is interesting to bring this up. Um, I did the last two for the syndicated package, okay? And the last two, I, I just, they're, they're clip shows, you know what I mean? And what I did was, if you, if you looked them up, they'd be uh, like, I mean, literally, it's like the last two. Um, it's with, like April O'Neil is at the typewriter and she's typing her story about the Ninja Turtle. And so then I went in back into the studio in, into the recording studio with, with the girl that did the April O'Neil voice. I forget her name right now. But, um, and, and I had these lines that wrote, you know, like, you know, and then this, this is what happened. And then this is what happened. And then, you know, and okay. And I did two of those. And then oh, I did the, the first one is that one. And the second one, is Bebop and Rocksteady and their story about the Ninja Turtles, okay? And Bill Wolf and myself always um, wanted, and we always tried to pitch Fred Wolf on this, is like Bebop and Rocksteady could be a show on their own, okay? It'd just be goofy. It's just this like silly, you know, silly show. And Fred just was like, he wasn't into it. You know, I think he had already, the money, he had already made a lot of money off this stuff. And he's like, nah, they're just comic relief. And that's what he would say. That would always be his line. But it's like, now nah, we can do it. We can make this. Um, these two guys, you know, it's like a sitcom. It becomes, and then that's the way I would put it there. 
And if you want talking about a writer's room, that would be the writer's room would <laughs> be the, the Bebop and uh, Lodge City thing. And I just thought about that. I haven't thought about that in about 20 years. Yeah, no, I, I certainly agree with you. That sounds uh, that I mean, there, there's a lot of potential in those characters to have like, uh, you know, their own their own adventures. No, so those those last two episodes you're talking about, did did those get made? Because I don't remember them. Yeah, they're there. They were out there oh, because we had to fulfill them. had to fulfill a contract, and the contract was like two hundred or two hundred shows. That's why I say I did like two hundred shows. It's like a, actually a hundred ninety eight shows or something like that. But um. Yeah, I um, no, they're there somewhere. I don't even yeah. know what what title of them is, but uh, yeah, they're the last two that we did for syndication to, to fulfill the uh, syndication uh, deal. It didn't go to CBS. I'll have to try to track those down. That, that the last one is found especially good because Bebop Rock City was so fun on that show. They're so great. Yeah, and 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 so what I did is kind of picked it like uh like. Well, the, the first one with uh, April O'Neil, that was, you know, her telling the story. So that's, a, that's the story. It's already been told. But that's the story condensed into, you know, 22 minutes or whatever, right? Sure. Of her, me and the Turtles doing this. So you see kind of the greatest hit on that one, right? The Turtles. Sure. And the beat and rock steady is just like all over the place. <laughs> And but it's 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 pretty funny and it's kind of like their greatest hits but it's they're like it's kind of just goofing around I forget I think it's like Shredder you know like uh, I guess it was uh, ooh, I'm trying to think and James Avery and he's dead now too yeah um, yeah um, I'm, I'm trying to think like how they how I worked it. But I had to work the whole thing, and then I had to run it. I, and what I did is I cut, I, I went through all these um, storyboards, and I cut panels out, and I so I could show it to Fred Wolf and go, look, this is what the show is going to be about. Okay, it's going to be like this, and then this is going to be like this, and I can do them. I mean, I can put them together; it's not a problem, you know. So, so that was, you know, a good guy, me, yeah, good guy to have around. Like, I can. I can do a lot of things. Yeah, no, but yeah, th those were the last two. And what I'm getting, what you asked before, and what I'm getting at is that, um, uh, yeah, we had this, this uh, lunch, and Fred gave me a watch. It really is a beautiful uh, watch, and then you know, it, it was sweet, you know. And I said, hey, look, I don't have to hang around, you know. I mean, I have an offer here at, uh, and I told them, there were like six. You know, only a few of us. I mean, there were only a few of us left in the studio at that point, right? And um, these were the top guns, you know, and whatnot. And I said, uh, I, I, I can go do the show, so it's all right. You don't have to, again, you don't have to carry me. I'm, I'm okay. You know? And it was cool. And it was a nice lunch. And uh, I, I know the place, and I grew up there. Right? I mean, I grew up right in that area in Studio City, and yeah, it's all good. And uh, I don't know. let's see what else. Do yeah. I want to ask? You know, um, the uh, I mean, what 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 do you think about the, the the turtles now? I mean, like you know, so many different versions have come after your version. I mean, what what are your thoughts on the turtles? X number of decades. I no, I don't watch. It. I what what I saw what, what was really good way back in the day. There, um, there is um, when they did the the very first movie. Yeah. Okay, the very first movie I thought was excellent. I really did. I thought it was fantastic, and I, they based it right on the stuff we were doing. Okay, and we saw like a, a screen. Uh, it was a screening at this uh, uh, the guys uh, who well, it was B and B Studios who we did uh, at that time. We did uh, our our dialogue recording, and um, he has a place out in uh, out here in uh, like it's like a ranch out in uh, Chatsworth, and. Um, so it was just, I, I watched it and I went, you know, it's pretty damn good. It really is. It's pretty damn good, to think. And uh, after that, they went the way they did. And then I saw some stuff Warner Brothers did, uh, you know, like when they got into, this is later, and I don't mean the uh, uh, live action, I mean more, uh, you know, it, it all became, to me, like 
No, this is not what we had, you know. They, they just went the wrong way. And then uh, I went four interviews I had, okay? I had four interviews at the Nickelodeon when, when they got the show. Well, actually, I had an interview before, like, at Nickelodeon for something else, whether it was just a production manager or a post-production guy. You know? And uh, every time, it was like, nah. Uh, well, with, especially with the Turtles, it was like, we want nobody that worked on the original Ninja Turtles. Oh, really? Why? Because, like, you know, why? Well, they want to do it th- their own way, okay? You know, they didn't want me to tell them, like, well, no, that's not so great. Anyhow, uh, it's, uh, I, I, after I left that show, I kind of, just kind of left it, you know. I, I really wasn't a, a I, I didn't need to be a fan. I wasn't a kid, and then I wasn't working on it. So, you know, if somebody would have come to me and said, hey, look, we're looking to do uh, this show, uh, well, that would have been different, you know. Like, to, to redo it, reboot it, or, you know, that would have, oh, definitely would have been, uh, absolutely would have been. You know, there's one last thing I wanted to ask you, which was, um, who's your favorite turtle and why? I, I'm sorry. My, oh, my favorite? I knew you were going to ask that question. <laughs> Raphael, because Raphael, first of all, I knew him as a person, as Rob Paulson. And um, he's just uh, just kind of a smart-ass, wise-ass, but intelligent, highly intelligent. And uh, and not intelligent like a, a Donatello intelligence, like a scientist. A scientist. This guy had like uh, he had some moves, you know. <laughs> so I, I like. Okay, but the question that you can ask that you forgot to ask. Oh I, shit! I yes, yes, yes. I'm sorry. Please tell me what it's all about. I, I, I meant to circle back to that. I'm sorry. Please tell me. Um, that's okay. All right, I, I get it. Um, <laughs> what happened with that show, and what made that show? really interesting and I think again a classic is it's family it's all about family if you look at it simple it's like the godfather okay except it's not the godfather it's like the godfather for kids okay <laughs> but that's what it is if you look at it and really and I uh, trust me I you know I've been around that stuff a long time I, had, I put a lot of time in that right? and yeah, and it's, it's, it's family, and I think that's just, that's all, it's simple, simple that way, and plus the writing was really good, especially early on, the writing was good. Oh, I meant to tell you one thing. Yeah, Please, I, yeah. This is one thing I was thinking last night. Okay, let me uh, match the graining, boom, because I was thinking, well, I'm going to forget this guy's name, I should, okay. Do you know that we had a shot? Okay, so we were really, really hot with the, with that show, right? And this is early on. This is because we're still in Hollywood before uh, Fred Wolf bought the the the, the, the building and uh, uh, he, he bought a building, a brand new building they, they built in uh, in Burbank, right? Okay. And that's well, was you know we worked with uh, I don't know eight years or something, and uh, but. Matt Groening comes in. Overall, he looks like uh, an old hippie, which he really basically is. And uh, Matt Groening out here, he used to do a thing called Life in Hell. Did you ever see that? Yeah, that's uh, the bunny with the one ear. Right. Well, look at the eyes. It looks just like the Simpsons. Yeah. Okay, well, that's him. So Matt Groening comes in, and he has this idea. And it's The Simpsons. And the idea I later found out was his family. Okay, so this is something I'm telling you that nobody, not too many people know about. Okay, so he comes in, and I didn't go, I was not in this meeting. But he has a meeting with, um, I don't think, I don't know if Walt was there, but I know, well, I know, yeah, I I think he had a meeting straight up with uh, Fred Wolf. And Fred basically told him, uh, you're going to do this my way. Or we're not going to do it because I, I really don't need to do it right now. I guess and basically it was with his attitude, 
And this guy, he loved Fred Wolf. He loved Fred Wolf's um, uh, animation. Did you ever, have you ever seen The Point? What, I'm sorry, seen what? I'm sorry. The Point. I don't think I have. Uh, You should look it up, okay? All you have to do is Google it or go to uh, YouTube or something. And um, yeah, The Point, it's beautiful. Fred Wolf did all the animation except I think two uh, dance sequences, but he literally did all the animation on that himself. Okay, and um, you know this guy, you know, Fred Wolf was a hell of an animator, and, uh, and that was like 1971. It, it ran. It was. It was actually the very first. Again, I know where all the skeletons are. I know all the stuff, and you know, just because there's a lot of stuff that went down in the over like you know, ten, eleven years, whatever it was. And um, but oh, the point? No, it was a big uh, hit. Like the the the, the, the album um, Harry Nelson, and it's N I L L S O N. Okay, like no, it's not Nelson. Huh? I had a football coach, Nielsen, but it's not Nielsen, it's Nelson. The Beatles thought he was, the, they, they thought Nelson was the, the greatest band in the world. They thought it was a band. It, it's one guy, this guy. And he did this, and he and Fred hooked up, and, and Fred, you know, was uh, involved early on. This is like in the late 60s, um, with a lot of these like guys, you know, like a lot of these music guys, and Fred's doing animation and this, you know, form, you know, kind of like first kind of music video come up, you know, or parts of it. And um, Frank Zappa, you must have heard of Frank Zappa. Oh, yeah. I, I've heard both those names. Mm-hmm. Frank Zappa, um, yeah, Fred lived right across the, or he probably still does have that house. He lives right across, well, Zappa's dead, but right across the street from Zappa, who had his compound up on a up in the Hollywood Hills. But um, um, what was what was getting with the, with the, uh, whatever? It, it was like Fred, very a very interesting guy. Yeah, I yeah. must say. I mean, and again, he uh, well, and he I I haven't heard he has passed away. I would have heard that, and I definitely would have heard it like on Facebook, and um. He's tough. Oh boy, he was a tough guy to work for. I'll tell you that. I mean, uh, especially to get in order to get that. Um, I I had to get you know respect from him. Okay, and and yeah, it took like two years, and I didn't like it. I, I I'd be driving into work, and my stomach would start like you know growling, and you know like ah oh, boy man, another day of this, you know oh, tough. But I knew it, you have to hang on to something like that because it was, it was, it was, you knew it, it, it is. My, my own kids are going like this, you know, well, the fact that those toys, all of a sudden, you know, once those toys, you knew it, once the toys started selling, you went, okay, yeah, they're obviously, they got it. They're watching it. They're doing it. And okay. Yeah. You can say we were, um, but we were, Bigger than this, we were bigger than being an advertising uh, uh, angle, you know, for yeah. uh, for those toys. But that certainly didn't hurt. <laughs> I mean, honestly, right? When I left, I'll tell you this: when I left, yeah, and and I, uh, you know, so um, they had gross, and not, and this is not just the the. This is not just the, uh, uh, what do you call it, the, the, the television aspect, but the whole deal, 13 billion, billion with a B, $13 billion. I mean, that's all the merchandise and that's all everything. You put it into a pot, you got $13 billion. That's in 10 years. Good God. Wow. Yeah. And now, yeah, that's why they can make these movies and, and I don't know if you know anything about the guy that created it, but um, and I, I'm not sure. But East, you know, Eastman and Laird, one, and I, I don't know which one bought at least, fairly recently, bought the other one out. 
Yeah, it's probably, and uh, when I say fairly recent, probably five years ago. But, um, yeah, so one of them bought the other guy out for, I'm not really sure how much it was, but it's going to be, I can guess, maybe $250 million, something like that, right? And the other guy still gets all the money. I mean, it's gonna, he's going to get it for whatever, maybe for his kids. And, hey, not a bad thing. You know, that production company had three names on it, Murakami, Wolf, Swenson. Did you deal with all three of those guys, or just was just Fred Wolf on there? No, no, those guys were gone. Uh, just Fred, Wolf was out of, hey, Fred, out of loyalty, I was going to tell you something else, actually, about uh, this summer. I just picked up, and it's too bad you don't have this uh, thing. I could show you a budget, actually, from uh, Fred Wolf, Dublin, Ireland, yeah. But, uh, no, uh, Murakami uh, moved to Dublin, and uh, Chuck Swenson went away. So they, they were gone, yeah. They were gone. Fred Wolf, I, oh, I, I was going to tell you this. This is very important. Um, okay. Fred was really in big trouble, right? But With his own joint, you know, right? So he takes a job at Disney as a producer. And he's doing uh, DuckTales. You remember that one? Yeah, he's certainly. probably a kid. With him, right? Well, he was producing that. And the, this is how this whole thing started. And I'm going to tell you this. You're going to please uh, keep it under your hat. <laughs> okay. So, well, I guess it, it is what it is. But, uh, okay. So, he, he's there. And this guy, uh, and he's producing, and his buddy is uh, got him in there, and it, it's all good and fine, you know. Fred can produce stuff, and it's wonderful. And this guy brings in this thing, this guy uh, Friedman. Uh, what was his name? Uh, Friedman was like he represented uh, the uh, Ninja Turtle guys. Okay, Eastman Alert. Oh That's yeah, Mark Friedman. Friedman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah, he got credit on the show, like, you know, like executive producer or something like that. And, uh, but I never met him, but Fred met him at Disney. And he came in with this, the guy literally came in with a, like a dummy, uh, like about a five foot uh, ninja turtle, you know, like, you know, he probably made it himself or had some, it made, you know, whatever. And somebody made this thing, right? And he, and he tried to sell it to Disney. And Disney, and I guess they, I don't know if they had a, a, like a, like a pilot script or not, honestly. But he just pitched them. And they, they said, this is something. And this, this, will be, this, this will be something. But it's not kind of Disney stuff. You know what I'm saying? Certainly. This, it doesn't fly with, like, you know, it, it's not Disney kind of not quality, but it just doesn't, you know, it, it's not Disney. Okay. And Fred said, and he went, and this is how, I'll tell you, this is how the whole thing started. Um, he, um, he, he grabs a guy as the guy's walking out and he goes, you know what? If you want to come to my place in um, Hollywood, we can talk. I can set this up. I can get you, uh, like, that's where the five, series came from. That's where it all started, right there. If you want to put a note on that, put it. Put it. Now, as you say, uh, we're going to put a button on this thing right here. Boom. Okay. And that, um, yeah. And it worked. And I don't know how he got the money. I don't know how that worked, that part. But he went to Toy Doga in um, Toy Doga in uh, Japan. And they did the first five. And it worked, obviously. But without that, without Fred meeting him in the, basically in a hallway or whatever it was, or, you know, whatever the meeting room was, I, I don't know, you know how that worked, but it was at Disney, right? Uh, there it is. And that's how it all started. And wow, that's interesting. I, I Actually, I never thought of it. I, I did not think of bringing that up. That's crazy to believe. You know, I think I'm all set here. You know, this was a huge pleasure. Thanks so much for talking to me. I appreciate it. Yeah, not a problem. And I appreciate it. Hey, take care.